Welcome to This Week in Health Tech. Our show provides commentary, news, and perspectives on the latest trends in health tech and features seasoned industry experts. Find us on Twitter at twit. And here we are, another episode. And by the way, a huge change or maybe not a permanent change. But anyways, if you have been listening to the show, my co-host today is different. It's Jonathan Claus. John, welcome to the show. All right. Thanks. Great to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. So Jimmy's missing in action, but you know what? John's part of our team and and he's been helping us quite a bit, you know, with with many different things. And and one of them being helping us from a clinical perspective and also writing really good blogs for our website as well. So a new voice a new team member at Tito Inc. And we are really excited to work with John. And 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 we were talking and I was like, you know what, John, why don't you also come on the podcast and and be a co-host? So so here he is. And, you know, he's like, okay, I, you know, th- this will be good, John. You'll, yeah. you'll do just fine. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see, we'll see how much hate mail you get after this. So, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I think I know who I'm going to get hate mail from. <laughs> Jimmy, no, I'm just kidding. You know, Jimmy knows. Jimmy knows you guys are both amazing co-hosts and he's been a co-host for such a long time. So, you know, he's just he's he's busy with a couple of different things, so we are just taking this opportunity to, you know, get John in here and who knows, maybe we'll just, you know, switch back and forth between you two. Sure. And well, and if, uh, and you guys can guess, switch guess me out. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to talk about today. You know, I think one of the things we have been blogging about and tweeting about is, you know, how do we free up staff, right? In in the hospital, in the health system, how do we actually free up their time and to focus solely on, on patients? Because there's so many things going on and, you know, they always are have to use not one, but typically at least two or three different applications, right? If they're lucky yeah, to, uh, yeah. to document and stuff. So it's like, okay, if any one of those applications has an issue, now they are taken away from their main focus, the patients. And that's where it's an issue, right? So, I mean, like you have seen this happen quite a bit. Oh yeah. I mean, this is, this is huge. And, um, you know, for a little bit of background, I'm a registered nurse. I managed, um, you know, several cardiac procedural areas uh, at a busy academic medical center. Um, and with the with the procedural areas, I mean, the number of systems is just multiplied from you know a regular floor. So we have our you know our fluoroscopy systems. So you have your PACs, your VNA. Uh, we have our 3D mapping systems. Um, you know, we have a couple of those. We have our uh, recording and documentation systems, which are different from the EHR. So, uh, you know, and everything that's unbelievable. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, everything you guys, wants, doesn't want to work together. So, right. And, and so you have been in the trenches, like you, right. And you, you know, exactly, uh, dealing with all these different systems and I mean, not, you know, nurses and doctors, everyone, I mean, all the medical staff. So, yeah, I mean, it's huge. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, I think we we sometimes take it for granted when everything's working right, it's just working fine. You know, nobody <laughs> right. notices, right? But then, then something breaks, uh, you know, something happens. And from our experience, it's usually an upgrade. And then, 
you know, some security permission got forgotten on on some 15-year-old system and everything just <laughs> stops working. <laughs> um, so and we end up on the help on the phone with the help desk and you know, it's like, oh, that's not our problem, that's Siemens' problem. So then you call Siemens and they're like, no, that's your, you know, GE's problem. So then you call GE and eventually you end up back to, you know, your own IT help desk and, and Wow, like, oh, this takes oh, like, security you know, <laughs> how many hours and, right? Yeah. It's just, um, <laughs> it's insane. It, it's insane. And, and we, you know, instead of doing their, the work that they are supposed to, now they are calling around mm-hmm. and, you know, help desk of the hospital and help desk of all these vendors. And it's like, okay, that's not, that's not what they should be doing. Yeah, and, exactly. And, you know, these are expensive resources, right? And so that's the other thing too. It's it's huge productivity loss. Yeah, it's a huge, huge time suck. And and especially in the morning, like you come in first thing in the morning, you know, you got a patient sitting out in the hallway and you're there on a computer like, huh, this isn't working. <laughs> and so now you're on the phone and you got this patient staring at you like, do you guys know what you're doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah, look very professional. Yeah, yeah no. it's like, oh, I swear we know what we're doing. We're just not IT professionals. Right. <laughs> so, and and you like, shouldn't have to be. Like, that's exactly like, that's not your job. And, and and you know what? That's a good point. So it can happen anytime, right? Like the issues can happen anytime. Like it's, it, health system doesn't shut down. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's it's after 5 p.m. And most people in IT are gone home. And right, like, but you still have all the medical staff around and you have a very thinly staffed help desk. And and I actually know some places where, you know, you don't even get to talk to a human after certain hours. Like you have to like email or leave a voicemail and then they'll review and somebody get back to you. And it's like, okay, so that's not good. You know, (laughs) oh, yeah. I mean, I was fortunate. I worked at, you know, uh, large academic medical center. We were the largest hospital in, I think, like 13, 14 hospital system. Wow. So they had combined IT help desk functionality, which was, you know, so you had 24-7 support, but, right. you know, even when you look at just a single hospital, if something with, like, pharmacy breaks down, right? You know, your your medication order doesn't get to pharmacy. You know, now, if you just look at a single unit where, you know, you have a long unit, nurses spread out all over. One nurse notices it, calls the help or calls pharmacy, says, Hey, where's my medication? Pharmacy goes, Oh, we didn't get the order. Meanwhile, another nurse on the other end of the unit is doing the same thing. And now, so now you have like two people from pharmacy and two people from the same unit calling IT going, Hey, our orders aren't going through. You know, now multiply that times like 20 units. Right. And, you know, now all these nurses and, and pharmacists are, are spending their time waiting on hold because IT's call volume just spiked. <laughs> right. Yeah. And while help desk has no, I mean, they obviously have some idea about this, but they're just noting down whatever the user's telling them. So mm-hmm. it could may not be an interface issue. It could be very well be something else, right? They don't know. Yeah, no, and it's, yeah, I mean, maybe somebody bumped into the Pixels machine and it <laughs> like snapped the network right. cable, you know? So, yeah, no, I mean, it could be any number of things. And, and you know, as, as you know, hospitals just, the, the, there's systems on top of systems on top of systems that, right. 
it's and they insane. all there, there's so much volume of communication that happens constantly, right? Like there's thousands of messages going around between these applications and it could be anywhere. Like it could be in any one of those steps in the chain yeah. that it's very hard. Like you just said, you know, the, the couple examples you provided, I mean, it's like, okay, the help desk is going to, you know, write it down. They will call the analyst, right? Uh, an, an IT analyst takes a little bit of time to get hold of the right person. Then, yeah. then they, you know, log in and, and then they validate and see, okay, where the issue might be. And then they say, yeah, no, no, it's not an interface issue. I'm done. You know? yeah. So so now the poor help desk people, you know, they're like, okay, uh, who should I call? Or, you know, they, they, they probably have a script, hopefully. I mean, maybe, you know, where you, like, like in a large academic center, they probably had it in a very good, order in terms of, okay, if this doesn't happen, you know, this is not where the issue is, then you call this person or, you know, try here. But it's like, that takes time. That takes a long time to rely on all these manual checks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And actually, I've, you know, I never really thought about it behind the scenes, like for IT there, but yeah, no, I mean, it's huge, but even in cardiology, we had, we had that process because, you know, when our systems were unique, so it would be like our radiology techs that would do those steps to call to be like, okay, you know, our, our reports aren't showing up in the, in the EHR. Where did the breakdown occur? Or our images aren't transferring to the VNA. Where did the breakdown occur? So then our radiology techs would go through each system wow. to look and see where the break was and then call like IT or. So you guys developed your own kind of, you know, workflow or algorithm, I would say a paper algorithm to like, oh, this is what we do. Yeah, basically. And it's, do you call either, and for us, it was, do you call, you know, just I, the IT help desk or do you call like the radiology IT help desk? So there's, right. there's two diverging pathways there too. So it's, wow. Yeah. I and mean, systems on top of systems. <laughs> systems on top of systems. And then you have this, you know, radiology tech who is now doing like tech functions, you know, that's not what they're getting paid for. And, but that's what you have to do. You have to create workarounds for these things. And and it probably because, you know, the first time somebody went through the pain of spending who knows how many hours or days to like figure out the issues. And then finally some manager said, we need to come up with our own plan here. Like, can be relying on help desk, right? Like yeah. the the like the radiology help desk or the IT help desk to figure out figure this out. So that that's kudos to you guys too. Yeah, I, I can say that's exactly what happened because I was there when we came up with the plan when we connected all these systems. Because <laughs> uh, previously it was just you know you had standalone systems, right? And right, nothing talked to each other. And, Life was so much simpler back then. <laughs> but, so you guys uh, yeah. got on a whiteboard and you were like, let's figure this out, you know? Yeah. And, wow. Actually, it was just, it was, it was literally trial and error. Like people really taking notes. This is who I called for this problem. So wow. if there's a problem here, call this person. If there's a problem here, call this person. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And so. you probably had like daily checks too, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. No, there's um, like, one of our one of our radiology techs would would sit there and just check like all the all the studies and all the cases that would go across 
wow. to make sure you know everything was crossing over from you know from the local to system cross local check packs, to the packs to the VNA to the you know back to the EHR. So yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's. I, I'd like to say it's unique, but it's it's not. No, it's not unique. So that's yeah. the that's the you know crazy thing that even today while we are describing, while we are talking about, you know, is it happens every day. Like it still happens. And, you know, our team, you know, we do, you know, we have integration managed services and we see this, right. happen all the time because we would get called in, you know, thinking that maybe it's an integration issue, but it doesn't end up being an integration issue. It's something else, right? Like the database log got full, for example, but nobody knows this, you know, or... or Been there, done that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the messages that are being accepted, fine. You know, if you're talking about a pharmacy system, but the medications are not showing up, you know, in the cabinet. Okay, so the central station accepted the messages. The yeah. server accepted the messages, but it's not actually sending it on. But nobody would know this un- unless you you, you kind of go through all these steps that you guys kind of develop, right? Like manually. And, and you can't be doing this all the time. So no, it, it's a huge waste of time. And I mean, you know, and, and when I say radiology tech, what uh, a lot of people outside of the radiology world don't understand is that a radiology tech is they're actually highly trained. They're not like a regular um, tech on a, a floor, like a nursing assistant or anything. Right. They are, they are highly trained They're, They get paid almost the same um, parity with a nurse. So, you know, the, your, your salary time waste is an equivalent right. financial drain on that. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Exactly. So, I mean, we have, you know, based on some of that and, you know, how many issues happen and we have done some ROI calculations, you know, in terms of like, if we took away all these manual checks and reliance on, on manual intervention all the time, I mean, that could be a huge productivity gain. So, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's exactly why, you know, we, I mean, we want to talk about today and we have been talking about is, you know, how do we free up staff's time from dealing with these issues and actually focusing on patient care? Um, Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Even, even like beyond productivity. Actually, I think one of the first blogs I wrote um, was just talking about how come no one or nothing around here ever works. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yes. I remember. Because all these complex systems just break. And, and, you know, and now you have frustrated nursing staff and frustrated doctors. Everybody's going, nah, I don't know. It just nothing ever works. So nothing no, ever works. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, but I mean, but that's, that's huge. not the, you have something you know, that can monitor it. Right. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, so we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have that. And, and you know, so that's where, and, and we also learned this over time, right? It, it wasn't, you know, on day one, it's like, oh, we need to do this. But I mean, that's exactly why, you know, from all the, all the feedback that we get and everything that we see happen all the time. So we actually, you know, that, that's why we have this offering, the managed detection and response solution. And what it has, it's, it's broken down into four things, automated monitoring, detection, investigation, and then remediation, right? So it's like by the time 
what we are trying to avoid is by the time if you do have to call the help desk, they already know. Yeah. It's like, yep, okay, we know where this issue is uh, and we are already working on it. Like, how cool would that be? Like, you picked up the phone, they were like, what? He already <laughs> <Yeah>. knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be shocked. Um, would be yeah, shocked. yeah, exactly. So, no, that would be awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, like, what uh, I think it was last week's post, I talked about like ticker tape, you know. Just right. a little scrolling message on the bottom of a screen saying, yeah, we're aware of this outage because we know every nurse and doctor is staring at a screen, not a patient, but they're staring at a screen. Right. So, you know, if you can get that, something like that or a little message that pops up, just so people are aware, you know, you yeah. can avoid the just the, the time waste of calling the help desk. And yeah. So calling everybody. <laughs> and, and, and that's where you know, the always on monitoring that we have, um, the managed service, the, the managed detection and response solution. I mean, what that, that's one of the things that it does. So actually with the automated monitoring, the next step is the automated alerting, the notifications, right? So, it, and, <clears throat> and it's also notifications back to the right people. So you don't want to, you don't want to obviously, you know, the ticker tape, you know, example again, you don't want that yeah. thing coming up for the wrong department either. It's like, oh, what's, <laughs> I think there's an issue. Yeah. It's like, oh, stop using it. It's like, no, no, it's not you guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Notify the right people. Um, Notify the right people. So, yeah. and, and you, you know, that's the other thing, right? So every system today, fires alerts. <laughs> like, yes. I, I remember being in a room where, where the uh, physician, and you probably have experiences too, but anyways, you know, just, just talking and, and like the doctor pretty much just saying to, you know, the CMIO, like we have, we are getting so many damn alerts. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. So yeah. You don't know what's true, what's not. Like it, and then they just turn it off. Mm-hmm. Then they just turn off those alerts. So then it defeats the whole purpose because now you just fatigue the heck out of them. Yeah, they don't want to listen. You know, they don't. It's, they're just ignoring it. Yeah, in the hospital, it's uh, especially ICUs. It's alarm fatigue, um, and it's been studied because it, there's so much equipment that has alarms, right? You right. Know, like you could have a dialysis machine, a, a breathing machine your heart monitor, you know, some other monitor. And it's all all got alarms going off and people just start like ignoring it because it, at, at a certain point, it becomes background noise. Right. It's just, it's just there constantly. Yeah, and, and, and exactly. And those are, you're right, like those are, you know, like bedside uh, machines that are probably beeping. And, um, but in this case, you know, it's the applications. I mean, you only have a screen a lot of times. You only have a tablet. And now many times you even have a phone. There's so many apps now that, you know, doctors are walking around just on their phones using it. But like, you don't know where the issue is or, you know, why is this thing sending me a text? <laughs> you know? yeah. But, and, and even actually, even for the IT team, I'll tell you, it, it it's ridiculous how many like backend systems, how many alerts they'll fire constantly, right? So even from like you have your security alerts, you have your system alerts in terms of the infrastructure alerts, then you have 
your interface alerts, like every time the connection breaks, you know, it's like, <laughs> boom, they know there's an alert. It's like, okay, that can happen all the time, but it may or may not be an issue. So, so even that's, you know, like even the interface team will tell you, yeah, I get thousands of alerts every day. I just look at them and be like, yep, everything's fine. But yeah. is it fine or is it, you <laughs> know, maybe 90, yeah. Yeah, like 95% of the time it's probably fine. But yeah, I think it, it, like that's the whole another part of it. And that's where, you know, I think the end-to-end monitoring where like you are actually keeping track of the of the functionality you know, even if some, even if your medications are leaving the EHR all the way to the cabinet, like, you know, tracking that stuff, you know, if it's getting there in a timely manner, if it's getting, if it's showing up on the right screen, all that stuff, like that, that's whole end-to-end monitoring that I'm talking about here. You know, it's not just, oh yeah, it, it left the EHR, sh- should be fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> alert, there's a problem. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. great, where? <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, so just avoiding the the false positives, obviously, it's huge because, yeah, I mean, there every system has alert, but as we know, as the examples we just talked about in the first part of the podcast, like, it still doesn't work because people still have to pick up the phone and call the help desk about issues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you still have that that, that huge time suck of, of just staff and... You know, especially in, in, in health systems now where staffing is becoming an issue. And it's not, not just right. the nurses, but all the support staff, uh, you know, health systems are, they're competing with like Amazon, right? Amazon warehouse right. workers are, are making more than, than, you know, your, your nursing assistants. Frontline staff. Yeah. Is- so, so, you know, staff becomes even busier with, with other stuff, you know, getting linens or getting, you know, passing out food trays. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, do you really want them spending time on a wild goose chase with IT? With IT, yeah. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, for me, it always seemed like, you know, why, why are, why do we have to do this? This just doesn't make sense. Like, and, you know, and I, I, really I get computers, like, but right. I don't understand them that well. <laughs> and, and I really like this line, you know, in your blog, early awareness allows early response and early action. And any clinician will tell you this is the key to preventing larger health problems down the road. I mean, that's right there. Like, you know, finding issues in a timely manner, like that's what we are talking about here. So instead of spending all this time on the help desk and finding the issue like two, three hours later, luckily, if you're lucky, you know, uh, instead, if you are, you know, if the solution is finding an issue instantly within seconds, like, hey, something's not right here. You know, it. I'm, I'm not seeing things come through in the way they should. And notifying the right people, you know, early response, yeah. then that allows for early action. So it's like right then. So, you know, that's where we also provide the option um, in, in our case, you know, if, if, if um health system does go with our managed service, we do also provide the remediation service as well as part of the package. So our engineers will actually stop, start working on the solution, right? So instead of having to wait and call the integration analyst at the hospital, you know, wake them up, right, at, at, at 1 a.m. or, you know, some other uh, analyst, instead, 
you know, we can start working on it because we know exactly where the issue is. So, I mean, that's, it's kind of win, win situation, you know, especially when you have really, uh, you know, few team members at certain hours. And, and even if you're a large health system, right? I mean, that keeps you, that, that allows your, your help desk to still pick up the phone, you know, and answer questions and not be bogged down with just one or two issues, right? So. Yeah, they can they can change my password like after I just like, changed it five minutes ago and forgot. You know, <laughs> but, hey, um, everyone's done that. You know, it's, it's <laughs> even I have to. I mean, you know, and I would say I'm pretty technical, but even every now and then, I'm like, "What is my password?" <laughs> well, that's oh, the yeah. number one. That's isn't that the number one like thing that for help desk calls? I I would imagine. I mean, I don't honestly. I don't know, but um, that's always the first option yeah. too. If you, <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, press you, one for passwords. For and then, passwords. Is your account and then if you don't have out? enterprise login? Like, yeah, you know, the enterprise user IDs, and that's like, right. Oh, press one for this application. And now with dual authentication, it's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't get the text, you know, with my second password and it's like what's going on and it's like yeah, oh here it's like, oh i'm in a shielded room let me step outside the room <laughs> get, get the password <laughs> yeah but so yeah. no it's 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 um the whole early detection i think i think is the key here um just because of the so many moving parts you know and so much interconnected technology the other piece too like you know with the whole and, 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 you know, we may need a part two for this, obviously, but, you know, I want to talk about like with the digital transformation explosion that's happening, you know, it's, you're going to have more and more apps. Like it, 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 the number of systems, the number of applications is not going down. Like that's not happening. No, it's, it's insane. And I have, I have such mixed feelings about this, but. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this. This could be a five-hour-long like right rant just, on my part, but yeah, <laughs> no, it no. Is, but tell me, tell me, tell me what's you know it's fine. I mean, that, that's oh, why yeah. we want so, um, every point of view here. Yeah, so it's you know, and it's funny. A lot of be a lot of back and forth between like tech and clinical, and um, what I think a lot of people don't understand is how badly EHRs were rolled out. And how bad they were for the clinical environment. And it soured a lot of clinicians just on technology. Um, right. You know, people coming in and saying, oh, this will improve, this will improve. Because um, previous, you know, before EH, in, in the way back in the day, uh, you know, before, before EHRs, um, all systems were kind of custom designed for the end user. Um, so you had like specialty systems that were designed for like, uh, you know, a cardiologist to use for okay. a cath lab doctor to use. Right. Um, then you had EHRs come out and they, they tried to solve everyone's problems and created problems for everyone. Um, and then, and then, you know, you had a, a lot of experiences you'll hear from like doctors and nurses or like early experiences. Hey, why can't I have, why can't I use two screens for this EHR? Right. You know, oh, why would you ever want to do that? No, we don't, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know, um, and you know, even you know, I think as interoperability increases, I think the number of apps will increase, but I hope the the usability will increase too. Yes, and I think that's the key. Yeah, and I think and you know, I I, I see your point. You know, I I feel like, and and this is you know more from the technical side of things, and 
And, you know, just like I, I had to deal with hospitals, even on a personal basis, you know, with, with, with some family members and all that. So I, I totally understand, you know, the EHR part of it where, you know, you, you, you just talk to one doctor, you explained everything and it's right there in the EHR, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, five minutes later, you're doing it again. And, yes. and you know, you're like, it's right there on the screen. Like yeah. why? But you know what? One of the things, and this is again, you know, maybe I don't understand that. Well, you know, but you may from a clinical standpoint, but I feel like the EHRs for most part were designed to kind of enter information, right? Like, like document, even that it's, it's mm. not great. Like it's cumbersome. Yeah. But I mean, all, all the HRs were designed, were kind of built off of billing platforms. Right. So like Epic, Cerner, all those were, were really built off billing platforms. Uh, and when they passed, uh, I forget what, a, what the, what the first one was called, where it kind of mandated, you know, meaningful use. Oh yes. The meaningful the use. Yeah. Yes. That's, Everybody rushed to push something out, you know, to to kind of be the first one out there to right. to really be the first one, um, and so you had systems that were really poorly designed, poorly rolled out. I mean, I, I remember the first, uh, you know, we rolled out the EHR. I'll, I'll refrain from saying the name, but uh, anybody who knows EHRs can probably guess it. And, yeah, you have like there's, a sixty percent chance you know, few, right? <laughs> yeah, there's there's. Um, yeah, you know, four main ones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Three. Yeah. 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 Three. Um, but yeah. So you know, and and I'm like, okay, you know, this will be cool. We're getting, you know, getting into the the digital age here. This will be fun. And then you're like, what do you mean? I have to take a week's worth of classes to learn how to document. That's insane. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you know, you try and find information. It's kind of scattered all over the place. So yeah, when when you talk to a doctor. And then five minutes later, you're talking to another doctor. It's because they don't necessarily know where to find stuff or it's just easier to ask you again. Exactly. Rather than scroll through the screen and try and find it. There you go. So, so I don't think I was too far off because, you know, I was explaining it to my wife and I was like, you know what? A lot of times the information is in different modules and it, it it doesn't present a very good summary of what's going on. So it's like you have exactly, you had to click around the different screens and mm-hmm. by the time he does that or she does that, it's like, okay, my time with the patient's over, you know? Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, it's your seven minutes is up. Sorry. Right. Next. <laughs> like yeah. Easier for them to, and again, they still want to get patient's perspective anyways. Right. But, yeah, so, yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's yeah. a certain amount of that, but a, a lot of it's just, you know, it's I could spend my time looking in the charter. I could spend my time talking. Yeah, talking, right, right. But I think you know, John. I feel like with the digital transformation, like think about all the different apps that we have on our phone, where the experience is really good, right? Like the user experience is great. Like in terms of you know, getting a car to go somewhere, right? Or, you know, getting food delivered or, you know, paying somebody, right? Or even sharing a check with people on the same table. Like it's instant. It's a great experience. Mm-hmm. And I think healthcare is finally going to get that. I, I really do. 
I hope so. I think there's, like I said, I think it's all interoperability. As long as, yeah. you know, there's, and there are some, there's some pretty cool apps out there. There's some pretty neat things that are out right. there. Um, but they don't communicate well. You know, the one thing like financial transactions, they're all set up on the back end to be easy. Right. You know, everybody wants your money. So they're going to make it easy to take it from you and give it to other people. That's right. You know? Um, but yeah, no. So all these things are designed to, to enable sharing. I, I, I think that's fair. And, you know, I have said this word many, many times in other previous episodes, but fire <laughs> the latest, you know, integration standard, you know, it will allow for better, easier, I wouldn't say necessarily easier, but better interoperability between apps and even EHR and apps because the whole, uh, you know, getting information on demand, the right information on demand will allow for, there's so many creative developers out there. I think that's the key, right? Like until now, healthcare has been so closed up Mm -hmm. that it wasn't easy for many players to develop. But now with the Cures Act where you have to open up, you know, you have to provide APIs, it, it opens up a lot of doors for really creative developers to come up with, you know, apps that would help not only patients, but also, you know, the clinicians. So yeah, I think, I think it's getting there slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly, <laughs> like everything yeah. in healthcare, it's slow. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think it's getting there. And, um, you know, I see a lot of, there's like a lot of exciting things kind of, on the horizon. Right. Um, you know, and, and, I, and we'll see, but I, I think there's hope, but you know, we'll and, and I have talked to many people lately, you know, who are developing apps, like very specialized apps for, you know, for a certain condition, you know, a very specific condition, which, you know, maybe, so it's kind of going back to, <laughs> to like what you were just describing. Right. But yeah, hopefully much better digitally, you know, it's yeah. not on paper. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I know. And, you know, I think what's going to be interesting is who, ultimately we're going to have to ask the question too, is who's storing the patient record, right? Like where, so where, is yeah, it I a mean, distributed that, storage, like for each care provider, they have, right? you know, a piece of the story or is there one? Or are you duplicating it or, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are, those are good questions and yeah, I think we need episode, you know, or 10 part series for this. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, this is, this is, to narrate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, that would be amazing. I know, right? <laughs> no, but this has turned into really good conversation. Uh, but I, I think the last part I'm going to say on this is, you know, what I was going with this whole digital transformation and, and we went to an amazing kind of sidetrack there, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. That's what we want on this week in health yeah. And it, so what I was trying to say is the number of apps is going to continue mm-hmm. to increase. So with that, how are we going to keep up just relying on manually to detect issues? Right. Yeah. So all these apps will offer amazing user experience. It'll continue working, but there's, there's always an issue somewhere. Yeah. So how are you going to find those things? And, you know, that's where, again, the user, ex- great user experience suddenly becomes bad user experience and people, you know, and, and it's like, oh, I'm not going to use this. So yeah. oh, you don't this want that works. to happen. Yeah. Right. Nothing works. And yeah. 
So I think, I think that's where this whole, you know, automated detection, you know, automated monitoring, I should say, and issues detection becomes really, really crucial. So I, I, I think it's, uh, it's something that unless you want to keep relying on, you know, your, your clinicians and, you know, expensive resources yeah. going away from patient care and, and helping out with solving IT issues, it's a no brainer. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, I think hopefully with the more apps being out there too, health systems will, you know, the large systems will start to realize that, you know, hey, we have to, we have to give a better experience to our clinical staff and, and give them better tools. Right. So, and, and you're right, you know, it's, they have to be integrated. They have to be useful, you know, because what, what good is giving someone a tool they can't use? You know? <laughs> no. No, and and yeah, it doesn't always break down, but when it does, it's 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 very frustrating. Well, John, thanks for your amazing. I I think you did fantastic for oh, like thanks. your first <laughs> episode on this week in health tech. I mean, yeah. I think you are. <laughs> I knew it. I told you you'll be a natural. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a nurse. I got a ton of stuff to complain about. Do we there have you to go. stop the tech? You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, no, we need to continue this. You know, on 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 more episodes and you know i i think your our, our audience will definitely love listening to this podcast this episode especially so. and you know getting your perspective the clinical perspective uh we still miss you jimmy of course <laughs> and you know i'm sure he'll be back and uh yeah no let's continue um continue our conversation on the next episode on this week in health tech and before we end, I just want to thank our sponsors, Tito Inc., uh, healthcare's favorite technology partner. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks again, John. We'll, um, right, thank any, you. Any last word or? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot to say. No, no. Yeah, I'm good. I will right, we'll cut yeah. this out. <laughs> All, All right, right. Have a good night. Good night. <laughs>